0: Uh, all right, enough spitballing. Let's get some actual info here from an actual NFL insider. That's Tommy Curran joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, as he does each and every Thursday at 3.30. Is brought to you by Unified Office. Unified Office will make sure you never lose any business again due to a poor customer phone experience. Find your solution at unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Curran, how are we doing this week? Tremendous. Hello, my friends. How are you? Hello. Hello. Is it too late to say uh, I, I promised I wouldn't do this yesterday? I like to observe the Larry David rules. Is it too late to say Happy New Year? yeah it is now yep all right well now i see now i now i feel like an idiot i feel like an. Idiot. i knew i sh- I knew i shouldn't have done it and i feel like an idiot for even going there um when it comes to the meeting between bill belichick and robert Kraft, has been reported a, a few different places is it your understanding that that's taking place uh early in the week and if so what do you
2: expect to come from it i don't have any intel on when the meeting is going to happen Uh, so I would defer to Mike Reese who gets stuff right on a regular basis that if it's going to happen Monday and he's reporting that, then that's when it will happen. What do I expect to come from it? It's kind of up to bill since no conversations have been held and no one from ownership has gone to bill and said, well, all right, so what, what's been going on here And, and how do you think it went sideways and how do you look to resolve it with that having not taken place? it would appear to me that they are leaving the ball in his court for that day, or they are planning to do all the talking. So there's a lot to be plowed through, as we've talked about innumerable times at the end of this season. So the longer it goes with no conversations at all, to expect that there is going to be something revolutionary that emanates from Monday, and even if those conversations go into Tuesday and Wednesday, I just don't understand how that's what's best for the football team.
3: So, Tom, uh, are you saying then that whatever discussions start on Monday, this could be a process, even whatever direction it goes in, that that goes longer than that?
2: Well, I'm basing that on comments. And again, it's it's spitballing by people, I think, outside the circle of ownership who are close to ownership. And, And when NFL media reported that it could take some time. I think they reported that toward the weekend when I reported that a decision had been made. They said there was no firm decision and that it may take some time. I'm deferring to that report as being one that we could at least give some credence to. Might take some time. Might not take any time at all. The longer they go without talking at all, the more it lends to me believing that there's really not going to be a hell of a lot of conversation.
3: Okay, so cause I, 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 we've talked about this before, but are you of the mind that if this conversation goes on or this process drags on, that could hurt the club with all the work of they course. have to do in the offseason?
2: Of course. That's why I am saying it's not what's best for the football team to have it drag on if you have come to a conclusion, as I reported, you know, three weeks ago, and really very little has happened to change in the last few weeks, despite spirited efforts to go from two and 10 to four and 11, (laughs) then what are you, what are you doing? So that's, that's why to me, I wonder how substantial these conversations will be, but you know, does bill Belichick to me, it's the bill Belichick pitch, which could change things. If he walks in and says, a lot of it's on me, you know, probably should have done a better job with Mac. No doubt. Should have had a better succession plan in place for Josh. Um, Offensive line, you know, was miscues by me on that. I'll take away the general manager stuff from myself, and I'll be a much better guy going forward. Is that persuasive enough, or do you in turn say, okay, but to what end, Bill? You come back, and everyone is still beholden to you. We still have an offensive line situation, as reported by Andrew Callian and Doug Kide today in the Herald, that is in disrepair there now would be somewhat, even though my understanding is Gerard Mayo would happily work again for Bill Belichick if he came back, there now is apparently factions within the coaching staff that are even more visible than the ones that were present before. And if Bill comes back and has a nine-win season, he's still five wins short of Don Shula. So it's run it back again. You can't let him go when there's five wins to go. It, it, to me, if you've made a decision, the hemming and the hawing is pissing up a rope. And additionally, I'll say this. Obviously, when you read the Callahan story, hiring Bill O'Brien was a half measure. They didn't have it in them to tear the Band-Aid all the way off. They tore off a corner, and it hurt really bad, and they stopped. And they're still in agony because of it. They should have just left it alone, because what Bill's going to go in there and say most likely is, look, I thought it was heading in the right direction with Matty P. I told you that, but you wanted to go to Billy." I like Billy, but it wasn't the right situation for Billy. And now look what you did. And I think that that would cause some rancor. So they either should have left the Band-Aid on and let him sink or swing with Matt Patricia last year, or they should have ripped it off entirely. I think that's going to be a point of contention that could arise on Monday.
0: Okay, so I, I agree with that—that that they should have ripped the Band-Aid off. Uh, but but let me hone in on something you just said. Uh, you said that the the friction within the coaching staff or the division within the coaching staff, however you worded it, is more visible. What mm-hmm. can do we have any examples of that, or, or can you share any examples of that?
2: Sure, and I think we understood that there were factions present last year with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge feeling as if they got hung out to dry, and there was backbiting that went on towards Mac Jones, I think, and. Contrasting how Bailey Zappi performed. This season, now we have people saying that Jeroboam May was rubbing people the wrong way, which is, I don't blame Greg Bedard for going with it, but that's a tenuous description of an individual's transgression, isn't it? He's rubbing some people the wrong way. So do I. So do you, Josie. <laughs> Megan, not so much. Arkan does.
3: You'd be surprised. I
2: definitely do. But that's, you know, that's that's not a hanging offence. So if someone wants from within the coaching staff to share that, as Mayo kind of expressed earlier this week, he wants to know who it was and why they said it. So you're going to see a Bill faction of loyalists who still exists, who we saw exist, and a Mayo faction of loyalists, which is going to exist now and probably has existed as the season has gone along. So that's what I mean by more. Visible. So you bring that all back in 2024, even if Gerard is saying, I love Bill. I'll play for Bill. I don't, I'll, excuse me, I'll coach for Bill. I don't want to see Bill get, you know, whisked out of here, you know, against his will and if he has a cogent explanation for what he wants to do next. But to me, there's divisiveness has been sown and it was present for years prior to this. It dates back to 2017, really. It's just the the opponents on the other side from Bill generally change. On the subject
0: of O'Brien, while he was resistant to it, he did ultimately go along with the hiring. He did sort of acquiesce and say, okay, let's bring him in and let's move on from our guy. So I guess the question, Tommy, is, and I know you love to speculate on stuff like this, if if Kraft is going to be doing most of the talking, will that talking include some kind of if you do this, then you can stay on if you or is bill going to have to to come with that
2: oh that's that's a great question that's a great question i uh, you know wow. and, and because i do i because the the edict or coaxing came from craft that no we really need an offensive coordinator, and I actually just told all the season ticket holders we were going to stage a search for a real one with a title and everything. So we're going to do that, Bill. I really like Bill O'Brien. He coached last year. As we see in this Andrew Callahan and Doug Kite story, it's very well reported how, what a great level of dysfunction occurred as a result of that. So maybe Robert says, okay, you know, we, we definitely needed a better plan. I offered you one. It went worse. What's your plan?
3: Tom, I'm wondering one thing that I kept coming back to in reading what I agree is a really well-reported story from the Herald today is the question to me of what happened between those games in which Mac Jones is benched as the starter and then trotted back out there as the starter. And it happened three times, then he was finally benched the fourth time, just because I can't remember a time when that happened. Do you have any more information about how how that decision process went along or what was happening in practice during those weeks that maybe justified putting Mac back out there as the starter after he had been benched repeatedly week after week?
2: I think I don't think there's anything sinister to it. He played pretty friggin' good against the Eagles. He played okay except for his standard Mac mistake against the Dolphins. Jets are a pain in the ass. You have a bad offensive line, whatever. And then it went sideways for two weeks with Dallas and New Orleans, another embarrassment, and he's starting to get sat down. But then he reset the meter entirely by playing so well against the Buffalo Bills. So that was a full-on reset for him. Oh, okay, now it's finally working. Okay. So I don't think there's anything sinister involved, although I will say that if you notice in Andrew's story, they mentioned that Bailey Zappi, was bad in camp, and even worse in the weeks leading up to Mac's benching. It was more of waiting him out. So if they had an alternative, if they had Jacoby Brissett or Brian Hoyer or somebody else when Mac was going into a full puddle mode, then they would have gone to it. That Bailey Zappi has played well is a credit to him, but he didn't necessarily earn the job as much as being the guy who's sitting there when the guy in front of him was struck dead by fear and inadequacy.
0: Tom, before we let you go, I'm curious what you think the atmosphere will be like uh, in Foxborough for potentially Bill's final game. I mean, is it is it going to turn into a, a Belichick tribute? I mean, could you see that organically happening from the fans? Should be a snowy mess there. It's the Jets on the other side. How do you see that game, the atmosphere around that game, potentially going on Sunday?
2: I think it would be really interesting to hear what the in-stadium – DJ or video board operator, what kind of instructions they're given? A lot of Bon Jovi. If any. (laughs) Yeah, well, Bon Jovi, or are we going to spend a lot of time putting Bill up on the big screen? More than usual, less than usual. How will the fans react to that? I would imagine that there'll be a big segment of fans who are season ticket holders and who would go out there in the snow, have been doing it for a long time, and they are very thankful to Bill for everything he provided. And regardless of any missteps or agitations that they had, about a team that's four eleven or twelve taking the field, they're going to show their appreciation. What I'm curious about is, is how Bill leaves the field. Is, is there any recognition at all, or is he got his foot up, handshake to Sella and just walks right off, or is there a hand wave? Arkan has that an may idea. Be- about okay. oh, how hang Bill up a, hang the up field. Uh,
0: <laughs> Carrying him off Rudy style, I yes. think was our Well, it's either. gonna be all the special teamers. It's yes. gonna be Cardona and Slater and Brandon Schooler and everybody's gonna carry him off no, but, like Rudy. But yeah. that's interesting, Tom. Like does Schooler's
2: he... gonna give him a ball Schooler's <laughs> gonna give him a football and then here. Yeah. <laughs> there you
0: go. No, but it's interesting, Tom. Like, does he take it upon himself so, like regardless of the in state, like does he give any acknowledgement on his own? That, I hadn't really considered that. That's interesting.
2: Yeah. So that's what I'm here for.
0: Okay. Well, Tommy Curran, That's an he's here every week uh, for good stuff like that. Uh, obviously, is reporting a few weeks ago that, uh, well, uh, Bill's probably gone. Uh, so we're going to get our answer on that very soon. I think we know. Uh, Tommy Curran, thanks for joining us this week. We'll talk to you next Thursday.
2: All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Right. See Tommy Curran, you, Tom. as all our
4: guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Like.